Hello, and welcome to Trolls of the Two-Ton Bridges, or T-O-Triple-T-B. My name is Toby Hicks, and I play Rana. On today's upcoming episode, there are conversations with local wildlife and planning for the grand expedition into the jungle. I'd like to uh, remind people as well, if possible, if they'd like, to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and to join us on our various social media channels on Facebook and on Instagram. You'll be most welcome. But enough of all of that. I'm sure you're all eager to get on listening. So onwards to adventure. Percival Silverlight. In a quest to find the death curse known only as the Soulmonger, I have been thrust into adventure with three companions, Rana, Zibi, and Siliqui. Our task is to locate and destroy this curse, whatever it may be, and it seems the only way to do this is to acquire money for a series of expeditions into the jungles of Chult. After finding our way to the Giggling Squid, a tavern of repute, we met and secured employment with Undril Silvertusk, a warrior priest of Torm. Our task is to accompany her through the jungle to the encampment of the Order of the Gauntlet, a group of righteous paladins keen to eradicate the evil undead of Chult's jungles. Apparently, She's also taken a shine to our cleric, Zibi. I can only assume she appreciates the way he polishes his hammer. As the rest of us turned in for the night, Siliqui returned to Wakunga's villa to secure additional funds for our first expedition. I hope she brings back one of those snakes on a stick. Very tasty. Adventure! You are all waking up in various states of um, debauchery, uh, drunkenness, all of the rest. Um, uh, the sunlight uh, is streaming in through your various windows. Um, Percival and Zibby, you are in your, I, I say own with my uh, with a bit of parentheses, uh, rooms. What um, I, I was I was wondering if Zibby was actually sharing not with um, not with Percy, not with Andrew. Not with yeah. Percy. <laughs> no, not with Percy. Well, with, uh, possibly with uh, hey, what with Andrew? Yeah. Oh, with you two. Um, yeah, if you want to say that during the night you sort of you wandered in and found found the others again and uh, and stay with them rather than staying with Andrew, I'm sure we can. Uh, <laughs> shall we? Uh, it's like it depends whether okay, he wants it as a bootical or whether he actually wants it to just. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, uh, because we wandered we wandered off with a bottle of whiskey together, so it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh... <laughs> in fairness, all this is being is being left to the imagination. For all for all we know, actually, did just pray for the night, and that was it. Um, and well, uh, and then we'll said. 
Um, well, yeah, you, you guys wake up. In the, you guys wake up in the morning. I'm sitting downstairs with a uh, with a full fry up. So it's fine. <laughs> no, no, ah, like, no sense for hangover. No, like bags under his eyes. Nothing. <laughs> I, I like this. I like this. Come this on, sounds, you, yeah. come on, you lazy bastards! Come on, let's part of the day. Did you not sort any out for us, Rana? Bit up flowers. Yeah. No, no. I've had three. <laughs> just before we get just before we get into that uh rana and um rana and Siliqui, can i yep, ask the yep. two of you to make a a perception check for me uh, rana can you make it with disadvantage why did mine not throw uh, my it heart? did it just took a little while and it was rubbish oh it did twice so ignore the second one because i did throw it once it just didn't come up <laughs> if you look at the um yep. thing so perception i got i got three you got three. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. I got, so, hold on. I got... <laughs> oh, no, I got 18. Sorry, I got 18. Let me re-roll, because it's disadvantage. Sorry? Yeah. yeah I got 18, but I'm rolling with disadvantage. I got five. I do yeah. have a plus five, so I get 10. 10. And mine was 22. Okay, okay. So, Rana, you, you wake up, and, uh, yeah, this is a... This is isn't an un isn't an unusual feeling. You, as I said before, you have been drunk before, but this is a more severe hangover than you've maybe had in your life up to this point. <laughs> and so, for you, the sort of the sunlight sunlight coming in is just a bit it's a bit it's a bit too bright. However, Siliqui, as you wake up, you sort of you glance over at uh, at where you left Rana um, last night. I was going to say, I would have thought she would have got up before him anyway and she she would have probably been sat in front of the window sort of meditating oh, yeah, yeah this isn't this isn't yeah. this isn't time based exactly this is just when you wake up um yeah. when you glance over at rana what you notice is that um his things have moved when you say things it's slight as in he had he had a few you sort of like personal items on him a couple like a bag with his uh, maybe with his weapons in it and yeah. they've they've been opened hmm Good morning, Rana. How are you feeling? <laughs> hey, I drink some water. It will help. I pass in my skin. Rana takes the water and reaches down into his sort of druid's pouch and gets out some un- nondescript sort of powder of some sort <laughs> and sprinkles it in the water. Mm-hmm. And then just he, sort he's of... equivalent of a rocker. <laughs> and then, yeah, just ch- chugs down the water and just sits there massaging his eyes. Not really paying much attention. Vana, um, thank you, thank you. Have you been in your? Um, I, I noticed. Uh, have you been in your bag overnight? Do you remember? Because I'm sure they they were not in that same. They, they were somewhere else in the room when I went to sleep. Rana sleep. Rana drink too much. Difficult to remember. Someone has moved my bags. I, I'm not sure. I came in and it was dark and I saw you were asleep so I went to bed but I feel like you all of your things have been opened and they're in peculiar places in the room. It could be that you were drunk but do you remember everything that you had on you? Uh, can I like investigate my bags and see if anything's missing? Of course, yeah. Make an investigation. Uh, 11 minus 1. Ten. Ah, at the uh, the great <laughs> sleuth um, of uh, of Chort. <laughs> uh, with that role, um, I would say you nothing's missing. 
At least not that you not that you can recall. Actually, looking properly, you do realise. Yeah, hang on, I didn't I didn't leave this open. Hmm. hmm. But again, that does come with the sort of the stinger that you were drunk, so you could have misremembered. <laughs> uh, Rana, was there anybody else in the room with you last night? Did Percival come in here? Rana was asleep. Does not remember. Perhaps I moved the bag in my sleep. Hmm. It may be worth us asking the um, innkeeper when we go downstairs if anybody came into the room. It's a good plan. Rana needs meat. I mean, I get up and sort of start making a beeline to the door because Rana's hungry. Like, hungry, um, hungry. So, mm. with my stuff, would I have taken, as all of my stuff looked the same as it was? Is it just Rana's stuff that looks like it's been. Assuming that, again, you guys pretty much brought everything that was uh, that was with you, um, and given the kind of character you described, um, Seliqui, I would assume that, yeah, you took your stuff with you and brought it back, and it's all just kind of like sat there in the room yeah uh, uh, so as I say with that, with that with that early with that earlier perception role the thing you noticed was that Rana's stuff was moved you didn't notice anything strange about your stuff okay can I look through my things to see if there's anything missing of course roll an investigation mm-hmm. yeah, that wasn't very good so eight plus uh, one so nine nine uh so with that role again like rana um you cannot find anything anything missing that would cause you a worry especially considering the fact you came back last night with a giant bag full of gold do i still have robert's journal and do i still have the other journal the other person's journal yes cool right yeah all good (laughs) rana rana pauses on on his way to the door and Mm -hmm. mutters and looks around the room like muttering in, in charlton um can i do mm-hmm. a perception check and see if there's any any rats or any critters in the room because I know inns often aren't um, clean are there any I would question that assumption that you know taverns aren't clean I mean is have you been in a tavern before living in the jungle well okay a, a perception check just glancing around to see if there's any are there any any rats or anything that he can see okay make another uh, perception roll uh 22 22 Okay, the city of Portney and Zara, yeah, it does have its fair share of them. Doesn't necessarily look like there's particular evidence of rodents having wandered around in the night. Um, there's no, like, rat droppings or something like that, or I guess maybe it'd be a dinosaur version of, like, rat droppings. Um, <laughs> Terrible. But, dark, uh, in other words, dark matter. There's maybe the odd lizard, like a gecko or something on the wall that just sort of, like, wanders out, but nothing that would, like, I don't know, cause alarm or anything like that. Okay. Um, Nothing can I get into your bag or eat stuff. Can I talk to the gecko on the wall to see if it saw anyone come into the room in the night? Because I have to speak Uh, with animals. Oh, God, I I should have have thought of that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, sure. You're in a room with a By all means. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I can cast it as a ritual, so... It, it doesn't use uh, it doesn't use a spell slot. And, the gecko's uh, the, the gecko's like, yeah, man, I saw this guy come in. He fucking ripped you off. 
<laughs> man, you well, no, gotta watch your no, shit, man. <laughs> no, it does. It, I mean, I, I did check. It, it, it does say that it's limited to the intelligence of the animal. So, like, obviously, a lizard mm. can't be like, yeah. Some guy came in. He oh, was six three. He was super ripped. <laughs> uh, he had a scar down one side of his face. Um, but it says you. It says you can ask about details within the last like twelve hours. It says yeah, on the so spell description. So, was someone that wasn't me or her in this room? So, yep. it'd be able to I, say yes or no I will, I will I'll crash down in front of the wall and I'll start sort of doing my it's a 10 minute ritual so I'll just mm-hmm. sort of I'll, I'll, I'll mutter to Tiliqui and I'll say um, we'll ask Lizard if Lizard see anyone come into room <laughs> I mean I just crouch down and stare at the Lizard and just start muttering under my breath Tiliqui feels like she's accidentally being a foyer of something she shouldn't be so um, yeah because he's literally just sitting there doing nothing at the minute uh, yeah playing with a lizard so uh <laughs> Siliqui says we're not even playing with a lizard he's just staring at a lizard for a little while yeah. <laughs> but Siliqui says but she's also just seen him take some kind of herb and now he's trying to talk to a lizard so it's still a bit weird <laughs> right so uh, <laughs> so Siliqui is going uh, says to Rana uh, I will meet you downstairs I'm going to find the others and see if I can sort us out some food would you like to meet us downstairs? Mm, speak later. Don't scare Lizard. Bye. Sorry, sorry, Lizard. Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Siliqui tiptoes to not upset Mr. Lizard. <laughs> uh, the Lizard gives you a bit of a quizzical look as you leave. Just. <laughs> What's this guy up right. to? What's going on, man? Uh, so, yeah, I, c- I come out of the room. Uh, mm hmm. And what do I see? Where are, are we upstairs or what's around me? Uh, so this would be uh, probably an upstairs uh, portion. The Giggling Squid's fairly popular, so it has both upstairs and downstairs rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you would sort of, you'd, you'd probably head out, make your way downstairs to the bar, and you would indeed meet Zibby. Uh, but before we deal with that, let's deal with the lizard in the room. Okay. Um, so uh, Rana. <laughs> Okay. Yep. <laughs> Rana, uh, you uh, you cast the spell. You spend the ten minutes, sort of sitting there, you know, sort of uh, feeling that connection to the jungle. Which again, the open window, you can just sort of feel that coming in. You feel the magic, you know, surge through you, and you and you know that you can speak to the lizard. What would uh, what would you like to say? Mm-mm. Lizard, see anyone come into the room in the night? I start to people. You too. <laughs> you and Gilda just left. Not see more people. Well, in fairness, I only got here in the last what? Yeah. And he says a word that doesn't quite translate to English, but is basically like three hours. Rana sort of mutters under his breath about unreliable city lizards, and says, <laughs> "You know, I heard that." Know, <laughs> Rana apologises. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, have have a nice day. And then, like, grabs around in his pocket for a little crumb of I don't know bread or something, and just sort of leaves it on the side and says, you know, in payment. And then mm. turns around to leave. The lizard just kind of like, as you sort of turn back, it's it's very slowly like it thinks you're about to like maybe attack it but is is caught off by the fact that you were actually able to speak to it so it's just kind of like coming down the wall just like is, is this is this food really for me oh thank you and you leave the room okay it was worth a try 
<laughs> it was worth a try. Um, yes, I, I will consider. I threw out a gecko without really thinking that through. <laughs> <laughs> right. that I was it, with, with an excellent Jar Jar Binks voice, so yeah, plus one. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> right. I, I, I think the phrase unreliable city lizards is straight from Terry Pratchett, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound was, very much. I was. I, w- I was I was channeling uh, <laughs> I was channeling Pratchett slightly yeah. Uh, I love the fact of that. And on top of that, it was you spoke still in a language that the lizard could understand. <laughs> you didn't even change it to a different language, so the lizard's like, what? <laughs> okay, that's what speak, um, I... speak to animals does. You can speak normally, yeah. but you're speaking the language of the animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry, Harry um... Potter's got nothing on you. <laughs> no, right. nothing on me. He doesn't speak gecko. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll exit the room and I'll, I'll follow my nose down towards uh, the common room. Okay, where okay. I'm assuming there'll be like breakfast because I'm hungry. Well, there was, but I think Zibby might have eaten it all. Entirely <laughs> possible. So Zibby was already down enjoying a slap-up breakfast. Um, he is he's shortly joined by um, Siliqui. Um, Percival, what are you what are you yes. up to? When, when do you think you would come down? Um, I I think uh, I I will be taking my sweet ass time. Um, and I figured I, as much. So probably <laughs> even after Rana comes down after after his yeah. conversation with the gecko. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In that case, if you're still taking your time, would it be working out what Percival's doing in his room, or is he asleep, or is it going back to? Oh no, 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 no. I, I'm no. just. Uh, so the I'm, I'm just looking out the window and uh, smoking a cigar. And, so, uh, are we yeah. going to cut back to the main room with Rana and Siliqui and Rev? Yeah, or are I'd, we going I'd to... say we all eventually end up in there, so that's fair. Yeah, you all. Yeah, you'd all. You'd all end up back in there. I was just sort of uh, waiting to see whether Siliqui wanted to talk to Zibi or Rana, yeah. just like on their own beforehand, or what, whether you were just going to hold it until you were all down mm. there. So, Zibi, hi. How How are you feeling today? Oh, I feel bloody marvelous. <laughs> Ah, that's a, that a, that a good night. That was a cracker. <laughs> and uh, I am assuming we're still on with our friend, uh, Miss Silvertusk, to help her with her travels. Oh, hey, she's around here somewhere. For your information, um, to do with as you will, Zibi, Undril has basically decided to uh, take a lion and has, <laughs> has basically said that she's she has the canoes to start the expedition um, when you guys are ready, but she'll just wait at the giggling squid, sort of recuperating, if you will. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. You've left her up in the red room, um, and you know she's she's around, but she's not in the like main tavern area just now. Yep. Well, I I stand by my uh, my previous statement of she's around somewhere. Um, <laughs> uh, yep. But she'll be here. Yeah. You know, yeah. She'll be here um, when we're all ready to go. That's good. And Zibby, I have some money for you. Here's uh, 62 gold pieces and five silver pieces. Junk. Yep. Which is um, All right. Excellent. your share of the money from Wakanga. I did go to see him last night uh, to get the, the funds for us. Um, the uh, I need to eat before we do anything else. Is there... Do they, what, what do they have on the menu this morning? Is there anything good? Well, last time I looked, they had dinosaur bacon. Dinosaur eggs, uh, which I had uh, fried, scrambled, and poached. Um, <laughs> they had, they did have some potatoes, but um, I might have eaten those. Um, uh, and then they had some orange juice um, and something which was remarkably like coffee, but absolutely not. 
Okay, I, I don't usually eat anything that comes from an animal, but I might try the eggs just because I feel well, like I need something that's a bit more... You, you just hang on just for, for two minutes. So sort of, uh, Zippy waves at the barman. Um, they seem to have an understanding at the moment. It seems as Zippy's eaten pretty much everybody's breakfast. So that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, um, have you got some fruit and stuff for my friend here? Uh, indeed, we have have some food, yep. Yeah, that'd be, that, that'd be great. That'd be good. Uh, Thank you, you very any, much. If you if you have any nuts or seeds or beans as well, I would love some of those with it. If you have anything. Oh, we've got. Uh, let's see now. We've got uh, beans, uh, beans and bacon. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, sausage, beans and bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have bacon, bacon and eggs. We've got spam, um, we spam, have... bacon, <laughs> spam, 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 and spam. Uh, indeed um no the uh the the tavern keeper does he sort of like he he kind of he has a think and he and he goes one moment and just sort of pops into the back where the uh where the kitchen area is and they do bring out they will have a selection of uh vegetarian uh sort of uh sort of like bean mix maybe that they can make up um where they basically it's it's a stew but they've just they've just held the meat um, so that you don't. Uh, in so other words, they run um, around in the kitchen and went, "Shit, what can we chuck in a bowl?" Right? Yeah. We've <laughs> what, what, never, never entertained and... a vegan before. <laughs> <laughs> ah, is this vegan? I don't know. Will they know? I don't know. Chuck it in. <laughs> yeah, just, just tell her it's got no meat in it. It's fine. It's only chicken. She won't notice. Anything without a face. <laughs> After a few minutes, uh, Rana comes on down the stairs as well, looking a, a bit, a bit peeved, I imagine. Rana sort of uh, walks up to the bar and says to the barman, says some meat fried, and then sort of glares at everyone, looking irritated. Ah, that'll be the bacon, bacon, sausage, eggs, bacon, and beans, then. <laughs> oh, the beans. Yes. <laughs> number good. 29. <laughs> uh, Zibby, we did notice, um, I, I feel quite peculiar about this, but I'm sure when I came back from seeing Kanga last night that all of Rana's belongings were in a completely different area. They looked like somebody had touched them or moved them or is uh, been messing with them in some way. Um, he did look, but he can't see anything missing. Um, although I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Did you see anybody go in or out of our room while I was away? I mean, I know you were busy yourself, obviously, but just in the event that you may have come out of your room, uh, at some point, uh, for a cigarette. At some point, yeah. I'm sitting here. But um, uh, did you notice anybody or hear anybody coming in or out of our room? Uh, no, to be honest, love, I, we were probably making a bit much noise anyway. Um, didn't hear a thing. <laughs> I didn't see anything when I left the room either. It's just um, to be honest, the place was empty when I came downstairs. I helped myself to the first breakfast. Uh, just nice. don't tell him because he hasn't noticed yet. <laughs> don't tell don't tell the abbot either. Okay. <laughs> you need to Rana. lie on your stomach for the next breakfast, obviously. <laughs> Rana turns around and walks up to the table and sits down and just starts muttering about like stupid geckos and like lizards not being, you know, observant enough and timely enough. Uh whilst he was bacon. Are you okay there, Rana? It's you seem to be really troubled by by that that little lizard thing you were talking to when I left you. Rana asked Lizard if Lizard see anyone come into room. Lizard did not see. It didn't arrive until morning. Lizards in city are lazy. If in jungle, Lizard would be there all night. But not in city. 
that's what you get with these city lizards. They're out, they're out partying all night. They only probably came home to sleep. They're all part-time millennials <laughs> of sorts. Millennial lizards. <laughs> they're entitled. So they, just this little gecko with a little chin beard and sort of like round glasses on. <laughs> Got that millennial lizard. They're hipster bun. <laughs> hipster lizards. It was a lizard before it was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I think about this time, or after after a little bit of time passes, enough that you guys start getting a bit annoyed that he hasn't turned up yet. Uh, Percival uh, swaggers down the stairs, uh, fully fully decked out, I imagine, uh, having yeah. having presumably taken some time to groom yourself, just ready um, to go, yep. linting from his, every his... from every possible source of light. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Percival, you finally decide to grace us with your appearance. Ah, well, yes. Hello. How are you all this morning? It's a lovely day. We were fine this morning. It's now this afternoon, you lazy bastard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, I'm still working on the other time. So, you know, we travelled through space and time, and I don't really know what's going on anymore. I am hungry, Listen, listen, listen to me, Percy. There's no wibbly-wobbly bit there at all. There absolutely are. Rana sort of looks up somewhat scathingly at Percival and then asks him a sentence in Gecko, just because <laughs> all, all lazy creatures are alike. Just on the off chance that Percy understands it. Goddamn city, Percival. Please, please roll a perception. Uh, please roll a, a perception or investigation or something just to see if it. Okay. Uh, just to see if it okay. Um, Perception. Yep. Yeah, by, yes. yeah, by all means, Percival, <laughs> do. Just, just right. to see what happens. Okay, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I'm not sure if it's an actual uh, one he understands 16, or an actual 20 and, and that's yeah. a straight 16 for perception. I'm not sure. Straight 16 for perception. So that is yes. going to be... You get the you get the general the general tone, <laughs> if that makes sense. If you can, you can sort of... You can tell from Rana's facial expression almost. Um, that he is, uh, he seems to be asking you if your mother is a donkey, but you're not what? sure. Okay. Like you don't, you don't like, you don't like, it seems like derogatory, but you're not entirely sure what he means. Um, okay. Right. Okay, Rana, I'm assuming you've had a bit of a hard night. Um, I, I'm guessing somebody's pissed all over your fried meat. What happened? Rana, Rana mutters and... Sorry, lost in translation, and then just <laughs> carries on eating his carries on eating his breakfast. I don't I that. don't actually speak Jar Jar, so <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, while you're sat sat there, is there anything else you guys want to address just now? Um, um Percival, yes. I went to see Wakanga last night. Oh, excellent. I have brought back the money from him, and I already had the money, all the 50 gold pieces, from Miss Silvertusk, um, so, or Sister Silvertusk. Um, basically, we all have 62 gold pieces and five silver pieces each um, from them, so here's yours. Thank you. I've apparently put it into my D&D Beyond already. Amazing. I think that, that might have uh. been, been me. <laughs> Okay. No, no, I think I may have done it. <laughs> All right, fair then, um, <laughs> Thank you. You are probably a bit late for the breakfast menu now. I'm assuming they haven't had lunch, but no. But I think breakfast finished an <laughs> hour ago. They only serve till lunchtime. Uh, look, it's breakfast somewhere <laughs> out there, so it's breakfast here. 
It might be breakfast out there, pal, but it's not breakfast in here. <laughs> well, I'll see what they've got to say about that. I slam my fist down onto the counter and say, Barkeep, mm-hmm. your finest breakfast materials, please. Uh, we're serving lunch now, but to be perfectly <laughs> honest, it's the same It's the same meal, it's just at a different time of day. Fair enough. They effectively have a vat of the uh, bacon, it's beans, eggs, and all the rest of it screwed. in the back, and they just, yeah, it's a, it's a stew, basically. Okay. Then, but it, a, but a it is made with your... pretty much... Yeah, it's made with pretty much everything they didn't use at breakfast. Okay, that sounds like um, breakfast broth to me. Mm. A bowl of your finest slop. Thank you. Percival, (laughs) can I ask, Yes. when I left uh, last night, I left you and Rana together. (laughs) Yeah, Um, he he was quite, quite wasted. Did you go into our room with him? Rana's room? Yeah, well, I helped him up. Um, I, I uh, shared a drink of Goldschlager, I think it was, and uh, then I left him. He seemed pretty, pretty wrecked. Okay. And um, was your room very far away from ours? Did you hear anybody else come into our room? No, no, it's just it's it's down the end. It's one with a really nice window. Okay. Got a view. Have you got a view? <laughs> I've got a view. We had a view. We. We had a little bit of sun this morning. Excellent. Yes, it was quite beautiful. That's, that's the barkeep just uh, just butted into your conversation for no reason. Um, Where's my slop? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, why? What what happened? What you you seem to be unsure. Oh, no, nothing particular. I was just um, obviously Rana is um, new to the city lifestyles and. Hustle and bustle, and obviously, I've been away um, as I went to yes. see Wakanga, and I wanted to make sure he was looked after and there hadn't been any problems. Well, I put him to bed, and uh, that's about it, really. Okay. So, what's the first call of business today? What, what's, what are we all doing? Temple. Need to speak to old man priest. He was. Look, asking gods for information about the heart. Uh, as a quick reminder, you had asked Grandfather Zatembe to look into uh, two uh, two questions for the guides, so to speak. The first one was the location of the goblin village of Yel Yark, um, and the other was a question that actually was raised by his student uh, in yeah. net. Um, or neat. Actually, not entirely sure how you pronounce it. Um, she was having weird dreams of red men in the Aldani Basin that were being overshadowed by the heart um, that hangs over the over the uh, jungle. Yes. Um, and so it was more. They were looking into those just in case it had anything to do with the death curse you guys were mentioning. Yeah. Um, however, in relation to the death curse, I will just be a quick reminder that Grandfather September had said about the death curse was that. Uh, He'd said that while the first expedition had asked him to consult the guides about the source, uh, because they didn't know the name of the source of the Death Curse, it had been difficult to locate any information. Um, And in any case, they had actually left on their first expedition and subsequently vanished before uh, he actually had any information to part to them anyway. Um, But we have things like that that special rod to try and find in the Goblin Village of Yoyak. Um, which might give us a bit more clue as well because if we're able to get that same person who 
or same spirit guide or whatever they are you know that that can help you with the um the rod is that thing able to talk at all that thing that um the rod contains is it able to tell you okay so it may or may not give us information as well yeah Mm -hmm. okay uh okay yeah should we go and see him Oh, well, to be fair, we could stop off at the market if anyone wanted to buy anything on the way, couldn't we? Because it's literally, we physically walk past it. Because if I remember correctly... So you guys are down here. And the market is here. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we have to walk past the market in order to get back to the temple, which is up past Wakanga's house. Yeah, That is correct, Rana. Is it the temple around here or something? Now that Rana has some gold, Rana would like to buy some things. Buy some chisel. Let's go shopping! (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Um, an entire three hours of walking around the market. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what we'll say in terms of of shopping, uh, Rana, is there anything in particular you're looking for, or is it more just a sort of casual look? Just just, I want two extra javelins. That's all I want. You want two extra javelins? Yep, no worries. Two extra javelins. Uh, so that, uh, so that will be easy enough. Uh, bear with me, I'll just find them. Uh, that costs you. Equipment, equipment, equipment. Uh, javelin will cost you five silver pieces each. Oh, I'll have. Uh, I, I feel like I couldn't reasonably carry more than three because I've got a spear as well. So I'd have to have them like strapped hmm. to my back or in a holster or something. So I'll buy two more because I've already got one. Uh, so you end up... How many do you have, then? Three in total. Three in total. Right, okay. So, yeah. That'd be five silver pieces or just one gold piece? Uh, just one gold piece. So I'm down to 59 gold. Um, any of the rest of you want to buy anything while you're at the Grand Souk? Well, I did wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's really, really hot in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing chainmail. Indeed. Uh, is there anything of equivalent that I could wear that wouldn't make me so hot and suffer from exhaustion. So, um, the interesting thing is I have been looking into this specifically uh, for this exact question. In essence, um, no. There isn't a heavy armor equivalent. Um, It is literally just if you are wearing heavy or medium armor, that can become a problem while you're traveling the lands of Cholt. Basically because uh, you can essentially become dehydrated in terms of traveling through Chol, and this is basically, I'm retconning, this is something that Rana would know, so I'm just happy to explain the mechanics of this so that you understand yeah. what you're going into. Um, mm-hmm. There is nothing wrong with you continuing to wear chainmail. As long as you can drink two gallons of water each day that you're traveling, then you will be okay. In order to do that, in Cholt, most of the drinking water you'll find is diseased because to be honest most of the rivers are stagnant again i'm filling in for you rana here um just to sort of expedite this so the main way that you can collect water is to use something called a rain catcher Mm -hmm. can we get one of those it's like a dream catcher but with less holes (laughs) yeah pretty much um you can uh, you can bind them in the grand souk it's a tarp across a wooden frame that can catch Mm -hmm. two gallons of drinking water per inch of rainfall and it can hold up to eight gallons. So if we're able to get one of them, we'll keep topping ours up mm. then. Yeah, maybe two. 
So the thing to bear in mind is that if you buy one for the Grand Souk, they're basically of better quality, so they will be quite hard wearing. It would take quite something to render that unusable. Unusable? Well, I was just going to say, thinking about that, um, what I might do mm -hmm. is before we go off out into the jungle... Yes. ...is I will um, ask Thor if I can have create create or destroy water instead ah that's probably a good idea create water you create up to 10 gallons of clean water within range in an open container mm. uh, alternatively the water falls as rain in a 30 foot cube oh very nice how much water was that 10 gallons 10 okay so it'd be slightly more than the rain catcher can actually hold but that would still be you know sufficient in one go to uh, help deal with that yeah. All I've got to do is pray to Thor in the morning when I, when I wake up and swap it out for another. Yeah, when, uh, for one of the other. Yeah, you swap it out for for one of your prepared spells. Yeah. Yep. 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 I was just going to say, um, uh, I'll purchase an extra canteen because I know I start off with a canteen, but I'll buy a spare one. So I've got yeah. two. Canteens. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. Which is probably a yeah, good idea for good us idea. all to do that. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it's so mm. hot. What what, so, what what kit did everyone start with? Because that all contains different equipment. I can't. I'm trying to remember if I got the. I get like the. I can't remember if it's explorers or adventurers. I did. Hang on, let me have a look. What I took adventurers, um, so I've got 50 feet of rope. A rain catcher, by the way, is one gold piece to buy that. Um, yeah, do you want to get one between us and just share it? Because it makes a lot. An important piece of information, just so you all know. Um, uh, as a native of Chulp, I can make a rain catcher. I can weave one out of leaves. Um, just that so was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. Well, that is cheaper than the gold. It is cheaper than <laughs> the gold. The trouble with that, but it, 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 it's not as oh, yeah. it does take time to do, and it, it's not as robust or as efficient as a manufactured one. Sure. Um, I'm looking for um, you know, while we went in while we're shopping, um, I I am able to use a short sword or simple weapons, basically, mm. as my proficiency. Yes. So I know simple weapons. I can get monks' weapons that you know, blah blah. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for a ranged weapon that can be a monks' weapon as well. Now I know I've got darts. Right. Um, but I'm just looking whether there'll be something that's better. Like, did like you know, look like at ninja throwing stars, for example. What would they come under? That kind of thing. I Probably think come they come under. Yeah, they come okay. under darts again. I think. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, so it will still be piercing, I guess, wouldn't it? It would still be piercing. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to say your darts were ninja stars, you can do. Well, I suppose I've got ten of them anyway. Um, yeah. And that, or you know, look cooler. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, again, I... it's a bit bit tricky for them to look cool. We are imagining them. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So basically, if I if I am doing an unarmed attack or a attack with a monk weapon, I am then mm -hmm. able to do a bonus attack. Whereas if I do an attack with a normal weapon, <clears throat> it's <throat> not a monk's weapon. I can't have a bonus attack. Uh, you know, yes, so, that is um, that is correct. So if you got something like a crossbow, um, that isn't um, that doesn't count as a monk's weapon. Yeah, even so a, I can use uh, it, even a light one. Do, so I can't get my bonus back basically. Um, no, and so, I mean, if yeah. you were if you were at range, that wouldn't matter so much because the bonus action is just an unarmed strike, which you can only do in melee. Okay, well, I, I'm going to buy a crossbow anyway because it'd be useful to have one. 
So if I buy a okay, okay. crossbow, because I haven't actually sorted out my things to buy any yet. Um, so if I buy a crossbow, mm -hmm. and can I buy, because I'm already wearing linens and um, thin sort of airy clothes, uh, but can I buy something yeah. that I can cover my head with um, in the sense of from the heat, it be a bit protective from the heat. I don't mean like a big uh, flowery hat or anything, but you know, like a, yeah. whether it's a headscarf, whether it's a bandana. I was going to say, are we, about, are, we about to, are we about to roll to find a hat again? Um, <laughs> uh, you can wear a fez. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you can You can probably find something like that if you want to um, augment your outfit, so to speak. Um, yeah. I won't necessarily actually give you anything like mechanistically. It doesn't give you anything like that because oddly enough, the Tomb of Annihilation, because you're under the jungle canopy most of the time it doesn't actually say anything about like getting uh sunstroke or anything like that that's good i mean, I mean if i've got a, a a length of fabric so say i've got a, a fabric i turn into a headscarf maybe it's like a meter and a half of some kind of fabric. yeah you can, I can certainly, always use that can... then for other things can't i so yeah yeah so of course get a meter um... and a half of breathable fabric fabric so that's probably going to be like let's see common clothes are five silver pieces so let's say let's say a silver piece for just a piece of fabric to just put over your head that's cool um and i want to speak to rana as well uh, rana can you help guide us with what you think would be most useful in the jungle with, with what we might face um uh, i mean are my shoes going to be uh, suitable uh, for the for the environment out there. What what shoes are you wearing? I have the kind of like a sandal slipper things. Oh, <laughs> they're um, they're like um, they're sort of slip on, but they they don't fall off easily. But they're like a sort of almost like a, a uh, monk slipper, so I can still flex my foot and move it the way I need to. But they're um, they're not like thick chunky soles um, or I mean, anything. Or... What's Rana wearing? Is he going? Is he going into? Uh, Rana, his... Rana isn't wearing shoes. There you go. I was going to say, I imagine Rana to be barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine R Rana's Rana... built up like three inches of calloused skin under his feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Rana, Rana has homegrown platforms. Um, <laughs> uh, it's all he's... mud. Rana, Rana is a podiatrist's wet dream, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> he is a walking bag of money for any one of those that's him. Um, uh, Rana sort of looks down and says, hmm, um, you know, is okay, um, carry, uh, uh, is, is okay, better to carry a spare. Spare shoes, okay. Like a spare pair of shoes. Spare shoes. What shoes would you mm. recommend? Blue suede ones, please. Sandals are good. Tough soles, thorns underfoot, lots of <laughs> okay. mud, water, common to lose shoes. Is why we do not wear You've them. You've lost them all. I mean, he sort yes. of lifts up his foot and sl sl sort of wiggles wiggles his toes in a slightly creepy way. <laughs> You're waving at me. <laughs> Imagining just like Tarzan or something like that. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would like to buy a secondary pair of shoes then, please, that are um, sort of sandals with like, some kind so of common, common clothes yeah. and common clothes I would say I would say once again these things are mostly cosmetic if you wanted to you know spend money at the souk and get yourself a pair of shoes you know I'd even say for that you probably could just swap your shoes if you don't want to wear the um, slippers that you've got anymore no, no but we, we need a spare pair don't forget if you lost a shoe you need a spare pair 
Yes. All right. An extra pair of boots hanging All around right. your neck. The swamp of despair may take your shoe. And then what would you do? Fair enough. You know. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I saw what happened to a trail. Uh, <laughs> it's probably another silver piece for a uh, for a pair of decent shoes and um, they'll protect your feet better so in terms of a question about what you would need rana do you want to answer or do you want me to like do a bit of expedition again water is most important water and food is good to have some way to cure poison or disease but this requires skill. Is this a skill that any of you have? Um, <laughs> it's not something I have, at least not yet for a while. Um, you guys, though, uh, Percival, are you able to heal or to help people if they are injured? Um, well, there was one time... Uh, back, back, camp. <laughs> back, in, uh, back in my early days... <laughs> I was asked a similar similar question. Unfortunately, that's not really my bag, Siliqui. And which book was that in? Uh, uh, Tales of the Unexpected. (laughs) I see. Which is such a fabulous program. Great. You may have heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) And Sibby, I'm. Can can I count on you to be? experienced and um, helpful in regards to helping people uh, if, with injuries? I can detect poison disease uh, if I swap mm-hmm. out another spell, but um, I can't cure poison or disease. But I don't know if cure wounds would... No, that's just wounds. It's not no. poison. Mm. Yeah, it does have to actually say that it, it cures a poison or disease. And yeah. I was just having a quick look through like tools and stuff like that, and actually the two things I would jump to, the herbalism kit and the healer's kit. I have a herbalism kit already. Yeah. But it, it I mean, it, it says you require proficiency in its use specifically, which I don't have. I, I, I'm, I carry a one, and I have a reasonable check to medicine because my wisdom is high. So I, I might be able to alleviate something, but I don't. I can't create potions and things because I don't have proficiency in the herbalism kit. Hmm. Now, if we just had a paladin who could lay on hands and cure, po- <laughs> cure disease or poison <laughs> that way, that would be really useful. Yes. <laughs> don't! <laughs> We're going to go on an expedition and no one can heal. Brilliant. Uh, well, I, I can uh, heal, but I just can't cure poison or disease. Yeah. yeah, it's the um, poison disease thing that's a slight issue. In terms of the poison condition, the herbalism kit... Oh, hang on, no, Rana, you said you didn't have proficiency with it, did you? No, my proficiencies are survival and, and perception are my two proficiencies. I, ha- I, have a her- I chose to have a herbalism kit because it's thematic. That he would have, right, but yeah. I don't have proficiency in it yet. Would I be able to mm. use it if my if I had a proficiency in medicine? No, see, it's a, it's a specific proficiency. You can become proficient if you find a teacher. Yeah, so no, I was just wondering because I had I had medicine as a proficiency. It's tricky because that technically means you could then use you could probably use something like the healer's kit, and because you already have a proficiency with the um, with the oh. medicine check, the medicine check you use to use the healer's kit. Um, it would it would make it null and void. Mm. Yeah, it wouldn't matter it, if uh, proficient with the healer's kit or not. You were already proficient with medicine. 
how about if we pick up a healer's kit anyway, just in case? Because that would, that, I mean, even if I just get a chance to try and not being at disadvantage, that would be useful. That would be, a, yeah, useful. See, if I, see, my monastic tradition, I want to go Sun Soul, whereas if I had gone way of the open hand at sixth level, I gain the ability to heal myself as an action. Um, but, um, even so, once I'm at level um, 10, <laughs> I get purity of body, which is basically the mastery of the key flowing through makes you immune to disease and poison. Not until then. So, but that's a long way away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I've read that. Sorry, hang on. I've read that wrong. Actually, um, the healer's kit actually just gives you the ability to stabilize a creature without making a, a wisdom check. Hmm. I was looking at the herbalism kit as well because that that will allow you to create antitoxin. It does say also proficiency with this kit is required to create antitoxin and potions of healing. I have a herbalism kit, but I'm not proficient in it. I picked it because, as I say, it's it's it makes it, sense. It makes thematically make sense. Yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. wise, yeah. I designed the character to, to work with the, um, you know, being Cholton, not necessarily to be meta. Would we be able to buy an all-round antitoxin? Yes, I think you can do. Hold on one second. Just bring up the relevant merchant prints. Well, one th one uh, thing I am actually doing at the moment is I'm I'm just having a look through um, the equipment that would be on offer, and there is uh, insect repellent incense and insect repellent salve that I've picked up a bunch of. Um, it's pretty cheap. Okay. So the salve has got uh, I've got forty of them. And it's 24 hours against just normal insects. Mm. Oh, okay. There is antitoxin, but an an antitoxin is 50 gold pieces for a single-use item. Oof. Mm. Mm. Which is extremely expensive based on our current funds. How about we all just agree between ourselves not to get bit by any poisons? <laughs> I think that makes sense. Insect repellent would certainly help with that. I'm going to get one antitoxin, just in case. Okay? Okay. There's, there's not a lot that I have to buy at the moment, so... Um, can I also find out, um, what is a piton or python? P-I-T-O-N. It's a thing you shove into a rock to be able oh. to climb. Piton. Yeah, it's climbing gear. I might go for the explorer's pack, but also add in a crowbar. Um, and maybe some pitons, actually. But, you know, yeah. Definitely. So with both your starting kit and obviously now the fact that you are just in a market, yeah. As long as you make sure you've spent the money you need for both of those things, then yeah, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I really wanted to buy some poison, but it's all super expensive, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of those high-level items you kind of need to have, you know, earn some money, money before you can realistically expect to get some. I have um, I have a rules question to ask the DM. Uh, yes. If at level two I turn into a poisonous serpent. Mm -hmm. Can I then have a venomous bite? So is it then possible are you for asking, me to... Sorry, Toby, are you asking us to milk? Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> Just because I'm looking at it and it, it's extremely expensive. It's 200 gold pence. Yeah. So it, well... in, in theory... I don't know if you're able... It does specify incapacitated <laughs> or dead. So perhaps you have to kill the snake to get the venom. Okay, maybe that doesn't work. Then. But okay, I don't know I just... if you're able to turn into a snake because that's classed as... Even though it doesn't swim... It's classed as swimming or flying, I think, and um, which basically you can do anything up no, to one. You, no, you can turn into a snake. Can you? It's oh. yeah. I think John you was arguing with it. Not my John. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You can't. 
you can't turn into an octopus. Probably, or a fish. probably for this reason. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, you can't turn into an octopus or a fish, uh, but you can turn into a snake. Mm. Um, yeah. I, I, I have so, just read it does specifically say incapacitated orchid, so I'm assuming therefore probably not. Okay, so I'll I think if it if it, it specifically says that, then yeah, I think I would draw the line. I uh, the thing is, I'm half tempted to allow it just because the shenanigans that could occur. <laughs> but I think it does specifically say you have to; it has to be dead or um, incapacitated. Incapac- I mean, because you are the snake, I suppose you could you could make yourself incapacitated. Milk me, Percy. Milk me. I've not had a very good offer until well, this all moment. All you need to do is like, <laughs> to get the venom out of a snake's uh, fangs. It's usually a kind of jar, and you have a lid on top that's kind of almost got a rubberized thing. So yeah, but you'd have, to, you'd have to know that. Like, and I mean, I don't think Percy doesn't strike me as the sort of person who would just. Yes, I I know how to milk snakes. I Hang do on. it all the time. Hang on. However, <laughs> add it to my coffee. Yeah, one time at band camp, I have been out on a lot of adventures. Um, I have been. Um, I have seen a lot of things. I've milked many a snake. <laughs> so I don't know. If um, we'll say um, the Toby. Yeah, Toby. I think for the time being, let's put a pin in that um, because <laughs> I think. I think I definitely, given the kind of, uh, given the kind of like unknown quality of that whole incapacitated state, I think I could probably come up with some, some form of like test or something to see if you can work out the logistics of doing it. Um, okay, I was and, just, it was just interesting because yeah. obviously I know poisons and venoms and things are a big part of like the whole jungle thing, and yeah, I, I'm I'm super looking forward to turning into animals, and I just I just yeah. I just, just looking at poisons, and I just thought. Giant poisonous snake. I was like, I can turn into one of those. I wonder if that's a thing that I can do. So, okay, we'll, we'll pass. Oh, wait, hang on. You said bit. you said poisonous snake, not giant poisonous snake. <laughs> uh, oh no, we could be giant too. As long as it's like still only one CR. It oh, it, it, no, it, it does say giant poisonous snake. All right, okay. Um, but no, that's fine. That, that, that's only a challenge rating one quarter, and I can turn into CR one at level two. So that's yeah. not oh, fair dues, fair dues. Okay, okay, we'll park it then. Okay, I just wanted to know. Okay, yeah, right. we'll, we'll, we'll park it. Yeah, we'll park it for now, and we'll revisit it when you can turn into a snake. Um, cool. <laughs> oh. I've got all my stuff in. Still okay. runner. <laughs> However much you ask me to, runner, I'm not milking you. <laughs> I am. I also, I am just loving the idea. I, I will want you to actually like role play that whole conversation because I, <laughs> I don't know how exactly that would come up. Just um, on the when, fly. when it happens. When it... Uh, just so, uh, <laughs> just so that everybody else knows, I have bought a healer's kit, which has obviously got ten, ten applications. It's got ten uses. Yeah, yeah. ten applications, yeah. and yeah, you don't you don't need proficiency to use it. You can literally just expend one of the uses to. Yeah, uh, so it's to basically negate. some band- bandages and um, yeah, needle and thread and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Uh, I swapped out. I, I bought some silk rope uh, mm-hmm. and got rid of my hemp rope. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I do have a do have a crowbar because of my criminal background. That's one of the things it uh, gives me. Uh okay. kit, tinderbox. I haven't got any lantern or anything like that because I can cast light whenever I want, so it's fine. Uh-huh. Um couple of water skins, playing cards, that sort of thing. Does um Toby, have you got a component pouch? Uh yeah, I'm a druid, so uh, it comes with the class. So I have a component okay. pouch. I'm basically all, all this. All my basic spells are like tiny fragments of bits of twig and leaf stuff. So I'm sort of working yeah, on the assumption that and stuff. yeah. Well, as, yeah, as it's, it's, you're, you're walking equivalent. through an entire component pouch, really, aren't you? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it should kind of a twig. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those things that technically Rana doesn't actually need the component pouch. He can find pretty much whatever he wants in the in the jungle, but just because he's come to the city where there are no you know decent plants or apparently geckos, um, he, uh, <laughs> he he does need a component pouch. In, in fact, hold on, I'm just actually looking. Bizarrely, I I have a druidic focus, but I don't weirdly appear to have a component pouch in the starting kit, so I'll have to buy one. So the way that focuses and component pouches work is they're actually interchangeable. So the idea is that when your spell has a material cost, if it is an item that doesn't have a value attached to it, if you have a focus, an arcane, druid, divine, whatever kind of focus you have, if you have yeah. a focus, you don't need the material component. And the same is true for component pouches. In your daily expenses, you keep it stocked up with everything you need for your spells where the material component doesn't have a actual value assigned to it once it has a value assigned to it so if you have a spell that says you consume a ruby that is worth 500 gold pieces you can't just say oh yeah i happen to have that in my component pouch no you have to go and find a ruby yeah that is worth at least and 500 then, and gold pieces yeah gone. and you can't and you can't substitute it for another ruby uh, my Thor's hammer I'll wear around my neck is my is my holy symbol and therefore my focus for my clerical spells yeah, yeah, and means that you don't need a component pouch. Un unless there's something later on, you know, so for instance with uh, Resurrection, assuming that A, we succeed, and B, I get to be high enough level. Um, well, Resurrection is going to be it's going to be difficult in this campaign. Well, no, 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 that's what I mean. Assuming yeah. that we're successful <laughs> in what we do. Um, mm. You know, you need a diamond that's worth 500 gold or something like that. Yeah, it, um, yeah it's, it's something ridiculous. You know, so you need some quite hefty uh, things to be able to, to do it. My focus is, is uh, I have a raptor claw around my neck, so that's my focus. Which is good. Right, I'm, just, um, I'm buying a healer's kit too, so that's like... It's probably worth it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did think about a healing potion or anything like that, but I think because although we've just got 60-odd gold each, it's still, a hell, it's still a huge chunk taken out of what we've got, so I think... Oh. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll murder something in the jungle, but they'll have one. Cool. Well, I don't need to buy anything else. I've got my javelins, so I am set. Mm -hmm. yeah, Zibby's just sw swanning around with things uh, chucked over his shoulder and a sort of kilt and a, like, a linen undershirt. You know, a uh, big pair of boots, and that's about it. So, um, so in D&D &D world, do they have mm -hmm. something similar to sunglasses? <laughs> I'm going to say I no. So. <laughs> I, I hope <laughs> <so>. <laughs> And if, we're getting, and if we're getting uh, to those kind of questions, I think, is it safe to assume that we've done all our major shopping? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking, if it's bright or sunny, it stops me um, having glare so I can see properly when I'm fighting. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to buy some Ray-Bans and a baseball cap. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beyond, <laughs> beyond just... Yeah, beyond just like pulling down your silk, uh, your silk doohickey on your head, I don't think yeah, you're not going to find sunglasses. Okay. Zippy's just squinting ferociously. Fucking sun. <laughs> he squint ferociously. <laughs> he says he says talking to the uh, the tank uh, tank like uh, six foot three with enormous bushy hair and beard. Um, <laughs> you know, we went to the car the map guy. Did he give us um, cartography stuff? Like, did they give us the paper and stuff to draw the map? No. Um, I was going to say, like, if, is there anything I can buy at the market that would be useful for that, or do I not need to? Do one of you guys have, like, a quill and a bit of paper? I'm pretty sure Percival does. Uh, certainly will. Cool. There we go. Use that. All good. I've, I've <laughs> got, like, notepads and stuff. 
Yeah, essentially, if you guys were to mark on the player's map that you guys have where things are, Leric has got people, essentially, who will draw up the map properly for you. So you don't actually need to have cartographer's tools in order to present him with a map. As long as you bring him the player's map with, you know, an honest Updates, marking yeah. of where the two locations he was looking for are, then, uh, then yeah, that would be fine. Just to just to make that whole thing easier, because the faff of trying to find a cartographer's tools and for you guys to be drawing it, I just I can't be bothered. So <laughs> we just just leave that at that. Yeah. Right. Anyway, you head on over to the uh, westernmost hill, as I say, and you you head on up as what's now not quite becoming familiar, but you get a bit more sense of home as you head towards essentially where you guys started um, in Portney and Zaro. Only thing of note that you notice as you sort of wander through, as you're wandering past the sort of wharfs and docks areas. You see what appears to be a huge golden figure sort of stomping down away from you. And as you sort of like look back to wonder, is that person actually painted in gold? They turn and in relief you realize that it is a half gold dragon born just shouting orders to various people running about the uh, running about the docks. And you wander on up and you get back to the Temple of Severas, which again has this massive domed roof. And as you enter in, you come in out of the heat and you find yourself once again in the reception area, the Grand Hall of the Temple of Severus. And uh, you're met by the clerk, Gary, who you, re- <laughs> you recognise from your last visit. Oh, um, Gary. Who... G'day there, Gary. G'day there, Gary. Hello. 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 You're here to see uh, Inetta, right? Yes. Hey, her and father Satin. Uh, I'm afraid Grandfather Zatembe, I'm afraid he's currently up consulting the guides and he sort of points up towards the ceiling. Aye, so I see. And he, uh, he's, he says to you guys, but uh, Ineta is free and she's, uh, she is expecting you. Uh, and he sort of turns and says, down the corridor, it's first on your left. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's another one of those like student digs looking rooms. So there's a little bit of realization that both Grandfather Zatembe and his acolytes all live in very similar rooms, these sort of Spartan bed slash study areas. And Annette sort of uh, looks up at you and is, is, you know, is fairly pleased to see you and says, come in, come in, please. I expect you're here for the answers to your questions, yes? Uh, yeah, sure we are. Indeed. Did you, did you get anything good? Well, yes and no. Uh, which, which would you prefer, the good or the bad? Go for the bad first. Go for the bad first? Yeah, get get the bad out of the way first. Well, you see, we looked into the red men that uh, I've been been dreaming about, and uh, it seems, well, the area of the Aldani Basin is is mysterious, but we've never had trouble peering into it, so to speak, to, uh, to see if there's, you know, any any life or anything like that but when we try and look for these men specifically we're again we're just we're meeting the same feeling of malice and i was i was i was with grandfather's attempt to performing the divination and i felt the same sense of, of cold dread as we approached what seemed to be the source of it but we we couldn't tell much the visions went blank, almost like they're again, they're being, they're being blocked from our scrying. We could see the Aldani Basin itself, but when we got closer to the, the heart of the problem, I just, I just, I could just feel it here. And she sort of clutches her chest, just that sort of, that sense of just dread. Well, 
That's not good at all, is it? Hey, it sounds a bit dodgy to me. Absolutely not. Do you have any idea why? Grandfather Satembe thinks it might have something to do with this death curse if you're so certain it's here in Cholt. But we can't be sure. We just can't be sure until we can actually go there and find out what's caused this disturbance. We just... We're in the dark, which is a first for us. Alright, well, it looks like we're going to have to go there at some point, but um, we've got a wee couple of jobs to do first, so it might be a while. Well, uh, well, I understand you're, you're busy people, but I need to know. I need to know what's, what's, what's out there. Grandfather says that you shouldn't go out, but I need to know what's in the basin. And if you do go there, I would ask, can you... Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Some hair, a bit of toothpaste. <laughs> Some dental floss. No, it's back, in, ca back in character. Back in character. Um, if, you're, if you're heading to the Aldani Basin, please take me with you. I won't be I won't be much trouble. I'll, I'll bring my own supplies, and I I have some money saved by. If 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 money is an is an issue, I can donate some funds to help the mission. How many dangerous ad adventures have you ever been on? I I won't lie. This this would be my first, but I am steadfast in my belief and in my divine powers granted me by Severas, and she sort of looks up again. Like similar to sort of how Gary looked up when he mentioned the guides, I I believe that I can be of use to you if uh, if you venture forth. Listen, lassie, if you, if you if you really want to come, you're more than welcome. You won't have to pay us to to come with us, but as long as uh, we would ask you to pay for your own stuff. Of course, of course. Uh, also, I would like to interject that this is something we're working with Grandfather Zatembi with. Um, how would Grandfather Zatembi feel about you coming with us? We don't want to jeopardise any relationships either. Oh, Grandfather Zatembi, he has he has given me permission uh, to to join you if you if you will have me. He he did advise me against it, but he he says that I have I have learned enough to be of use, and that if I feel strongly about this, which which I do, then then he says that I should I should go. Are you able to use a weapon? Do you have a weapon, and are you able to wield it? Uh, well, I have no, I have no uh, martial training, shall we, shall we say? But when we proceed on ordained missions, so to speak, uh, we are given uh, a mace, a mace to use. I can, I can swing a, and I, I'm sure I can, I can hit enemies with a heavy end. Yes, yeah, so just try and aim at the enemies rather than you know us. <laughs> of course. Uh, do you, do you have any skills with um with helping cure poisons or heal wounds by any chance? That would be really good. <laughs> she lists through the spells that she has available as a result of her divine training, and this would be a good time to test something out that I just want to check. Um, mm -hmm. can you all have a quick look at your journals for me on the right hand side? I've just seen what Greg's written on my bio. Which is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Accent varies with the drinks. <laughs> there should be... I don't know exactly how it will turn up, but there will be a folder for players, yes, um, which should NPCs have each of your players. 
and named NPCs should have Inet um, in there. It should also have Undril Silvertusk. Yep. Um, which is, these are NPCs that can potentially join you guys. And from what I understand, I think you should be able to see their abilities as well. Like you'll be able to click through to their character sheets. So bio um, and info. I just have bio and info. I don't have character sheets yet. Yeah, ah, I've got bio and info grandfather. Um, right. I have I have named NPCs and it yep. has bio and info about them, but it doesn't have stat blocks or anything. Yeah, yes. it's the same as ours. Ah, uh, oh, maybe that is the only thing I can see then. Uh, I wasn't entirely sure how that worked. Okay, right. Uh, never mind. Um, yeah, never mind. Uh, bear with me. I'm just loading up Inet's uh, ah, thing so that I can actually tell you what she can do. Has taken a shine to the cleric of the party, Zibby, spending the <laughs> night together with a bottle of rum. <laughs> Greg, well done on keeping up with all this shit. <laughs> Thank you oh, well, very well, much. Well, considering she's half orc, she she looks a bit of a hottie there. She's a looker. It? Well, yeah. I'm wondering if it, I'm, I was wondering if it's the same picture that I found. I I googled uh, Umbral Silver Tusk and it really? brought up one particular picture over and over and over and over again, which is a particularly hot looking <laughs> Uh, it is probably not that because I, I basically because I didn't have that. I just took the, I just took the um, token of an orc and used that as her picture. So there you it, go. <laughs> it's her for now. Oh yeah, I'd no, forgotten that, not, that was actually not, the picture. picture yeah. yeah, it's a very, very much not uh, the picture. I, I do apologise. I can, uh, I can, I can update that um, if you give me on, half me a year. Let me see if I can find. Um, uh, <laughs> give you half a year. <laughs> Okay, so the mace she was talking about yep. um, is essentially it's a club, um, so it's not actually as as strong as a mace. Da, da, da. But she is a first level spellcaster with light, sacred flame, bless, cure wounds, and sanctuary. Um, so yeah, that can be helpful. So she would actually be useful. Um, in terms of in terms of her health, she's not as hardy as any of you guys but she's not she's not a complete weakling um that's good i think is i think it's safe to say without giving like numbers away right so um if we say so yeah, if we say to annette um that well if if um grandfather Zatembe. 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 Yes. <laughs> um, I'm remembering happy. all of your names. The <laughs> <laughs> stupid thing is, I've got it written right there in front of me as well. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> Grandfather Zatembe is happy with you to come with us, and you're prepared to um, also bring your, you know, your own equipment or buy equipment uh, before we leave um, to make sure that you're also ready to go. Mm -hmm. Then, as far as I'm concerned, we would love to have you. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. But as I say, you're busy people, so if you if you if you don't want to start the expedition just now, just just say the word, and I, I will be ready to accompany you. Well, I think the question is 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 what is our next plan? Well, in that in that regard, would you uh, would you now like the good news? Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Good news is welcome. We have managed to find the location of the goblin village you asked about. The uh, mm -hmm. and she just sort of glances down at a note. Yell Yark. Yeah, I believe so. His name. Uh, she asks you to show her the player's map that you have. Yeah. We do. She takes up a little metal coin. She holds it tightly in front of her. You can see her eyes roll a little bit. And then she holds out and she presses down on one space uh, on the map. And that space is right here. Ah. Yeah. 
Not a million miles away, then. Not a million miles away, no. So it's near the river Soshenstar uh, and the camp right. Soshenstar. Soshenstar. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not far away from there. It's about maybe two days. Um, well, two. It's it's two hexes, so that would be two days on foot. Um, if you happen to be able to find a river tributary, you could make it in one day. Okay. Um, but the map isn't detailed enough to tell you whether there actually is a tributary there or not. Okay. And where is it that? Um, oh, it's Camp Righteous, isn't it? That, yes. Yeah, so and that's going... where that's where Silvertusk wants to go. So that's, that's right. right by it. Right. A dot. A dot should have appeared where it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. A yes. dot has appeared. And the name. Ah, lovely. Yelly Thank you. We've got to go to Camp Righteous with uh, Silvertask, and then we've also got to go to Yelyark. And do we know what Mbala is yet or not yet? We don't, do we? Um, you haven't really asked anybody about Mbala yet, um, okay. as, oh. as far as I know. Um, uh, well, let's ask Annette. We've stood here. So asking about Mbala, um, she hasn't actually ever sort of, you know, travelled outside of Nianzaro, but you hear things, you know, rumours that come from people that do go and travel into the into the jungles, and she's she's heard the name Mbala sort of spoken with sort of the sort of reverence that comes with fear. The impression that she's got is that it's not a happy place. Um, she knows that it's some sort of village, perhaps a holdover from the uh, human civilization that did stretch across Chalt at one point in the past. Um, but whenever she's like asked people about the people that live there, you know, the people that have been talking about it sort of go quiet and just try to change the conversation. It's a bit, it's a bit mysterious. Uh, Rana, have you heard of Mbala, or what do you know? Um, I guess. I can do a roll, but I don't think Rana would know necessarily about Mbala. It's a long way. It's give out. Give me a history roll. History roll. Yeah, one moment. Yeah, give me give me a history so roll. So where's Rana's um, where's his hood? Where does he normally Rana's have? <laughs> Rana's hood is pretty much this set um this set of forests over here west of the Shoshan Star. Uh, his tribe will sort of meander around this whole area. Um. But the furthest off they've gone is maybe is just by Camp Righteous. Okay, okay so just that little area, right? Okay. Which is why they've seen uh, Yelyark around. Yeah. Yeah. You remember that Rana actually told you about the camp yep. um, that had been set up. Was there. that the one with the heart and stuff? No, that no, was the yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, That's in the Eldarni Basin. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the heart is the, the the basin is the 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 Star River, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of is it's the basin is at the end of the river, all the marshlands yeah. and things. So the mouth of the so, river, basically. Yes, part past uh, Camp Righteous. Um, I got a three on my history check, so. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, no, you've you've no idea. It rings no bells, and it's just yeah, it's it's not something you even have a reference for being like, so, oh yeah, it's, it's this kind of thing. And just as a me- um, reminder, so we had there's two expeditions that disappeared. One of them we got the journal from. Um, and mm-hmm. one of them, we don't know what happened to him. Now, um, so, the uh, one of them, was that in Sh- uh, Sosh- Soshansta? Is it around that area, in Camp Righteous area? That they yeah, so the second adventuring group, uh, they mm-hmm. were found dead somewhere 
I can't remember exactly where I said it was, but it was somewhere around Camp Righteous. Yeah, you said yeah. it was on the on the banks. Of, you said uh, it was on the east stuff. bank. Well, I got eaten by goblins, which presumably is from uh, Yeldark. Yeah. Oh, uh, the other ones were they near the was it River Tur- Yeah, the other ones went down the River Tiak or Turkey. Tur- uh, yeah, Turkey. Turkey. Whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they went. Yeah, they went yeah. down. They went down this river, and they were just never seen again. Nobody, okay. nobody knows whether they've they're actually dead. They're just missing. Yeah, I mean, I do notice there's a big skull and crossbones right next to it. <laughs> well, I don't know if that's something you meant to notice or not. It might be another thing that you're not meant to see. <laughs> I've noticed them. It is <laughs> no, it is you. You would know that this area is effectively undead territory. So the jungles okay. of Chalt do have a bit of an undead problem, and what is known so far is that this bit of land between the River Shoshan Star and the River Tiriki is infested with the undead. Okay. Perfect. You would also know that west of the River Tiriak as well, that also has undead, because the Flaming Fist um, have sort of... Do you mean east uh, of they, They're the ones that are... Uh, I probably do. Yeah. Yes, I mean east. Right, hand side, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know that the um, that the flaming fist, uh, which Lerek mentioned to you, have mm-hmm. sort of been fighting through the undead to get to Mesro. So you know that these two bits of land are just they're they're lousy with dead. And the town we're in at the moment, whereabouts on the map is that? Uh, uh, how, it's Port that's it that Yeah, Portney right, and so, Zara. So right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so by by land, you can easily go straight down um, and into that undead territory. Sounds good. Or by canoe, which is what Undril's currently suggesting, you can go down either the River Shoshen or the River Tiriki. Obviously, that depends on what you want, but obviously the River Shoshen Star, the western bank, doesn't have a problem with the undead, which you would know from Rana. Well, doesn't have a problem with the undead yet. Okay, so basically the question is, what do we fancy? Goblins or undead? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Go down the river. (laughs) Or undead goblins. Yeah, Yeah. Go down the river, do one on each side. If yeah, if you go right down the middle. There's two rivers. You've got to choose which river, basically. Well, if, no, if we it, want to go it doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense to go down the Tiriki because the Tiriki yeah. is nowhere near Camp Righteous or Yo Yeah, that's like five days yeah. walk through the jungle between two rivers. If you take yeah. and also, if somebody's not ever seen them again, it may be that the river just doesn't work very well as a river, like to try and uh, transport yourself down. Who so knows? you go round to it on foot from elsewhere at some point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the, mo- the most sensible thing is if we have the option of use, Camp Righteous is on the river. And yeah. the Shoshan Star gets us close to Yell Yark and appears to take us directly to Camp Righteous, then it would make sense, or the logical thing to choose would be to, to, to go down there, I think. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think um, Ryan's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to uh, basically go to Camp Righteous and then figure out from there the best way to basically go and steal this key thing so we can have a giant uh, metal bodyguard mm-hmm. uh, yep yeah that would seem that would seem like a sensible course of action to me <laughs> yeah I'm absolutely. saying that with a big grin on my face <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah whenever the DM says I think that's a really good idea so it's like, uh... <laughs> turn around guys turn around run away Come. run away Come. Come dance, puppets dance. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're enjoying this too much, Greg.
thank you so much once more for joining us tonight. If you enjoyed the episode, please give us a like, a share, review, or all of the above. It really does help us with publicity, and publicity is really what we need right now. If you want to find out more, you can find us on all social medias at TOTTTB Podcast. That's T-O-T-T-T-B Podcast. Thank you, and good night.